Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. If you haven't checked it out already, it's blowing up on the YouTube. Actually, I have no idea. We haven't even put it up yet, but it's going to be blowing Just up. Just recorded it. Because it's the coffee. coffee taste test of 2020. Swap these out. Daniel Zulno. And we looked at five different blends. It was fun. It was good. I don't know what we're going to follow that up with. Wasn't fun for my taste buds. Ah, it's really nothing like you dancing on Instagram, though. That's going to go down in history. Yeah. Do you know people have created that as a GIF, GIF? What is it? GIF? GIF? GIF. GIF. What is it, young? Meme? Cool, Claire. What is it, Claire? GIF? GIF. Yeah. That's what my wife says. It I always say it wrong. My wife Anyways, always corrects me. Jiffy. Jiffy and a Jiffy. All right, we got to keep going here. A couple of housekeeping odds and ends. Send us your questions. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. Uh, we used to say, hey, don't worry about the, the written question. We can use the written questions, but we're not going to put them on the podcast. You're not going to get a $25 Amazon gift card. But we might write about them in a blog post. So if you want to send us your written question and we write about it, it'll show up on the blog and you'll have your question answered, I guess, at some point in time. So that's an option. All that can be sent, again, to podcast at DIYmoney.org. The tribe is rocking, DIY uh, tribe on Facebook and Instagram, DIY money any good questions coming to the tribe with tax season and all that going on uh, financial stuff are you guys still a sticking of, a no, lot no. of motivation well a lot of a lot of financial questions typically you know allocation questions gotcha. um general investment you know where can i learn more things like that it's good stuff though i think it's yeah. a it's a good uh blend of of uh different uh, levels of knowledge mm-hmm. so it's good anyways let's go right to the question we got one from alejandra today. Alejandra, what do you got? DIY! Hello, DIY money. My name is Alejandra. I'm from Texas. My question is, what is your take on the phrase, pay yourself first? I keep seeing this on the financial pages on Instagram, but I don't recall hearing you guys say this. I just recently started to track my monthly expenses. Um, I'm in the road to tackle my debt. Uh, but I keep seeing this, pay yourself first. I know you guys talk about to contribute to our retirement funds. Um, is this your take on pay yourself first? Uh, thank you, and I love the podcast. Um, it's perfect the way that it is. Perfect the way that it is. Oh, I can. That means don't mess with the content. Don't mess with the secret recipe. Don't mess with the secret recipe. Alejandra, you have not heard us say that or me say that. I don't, maybe Daniel said that. I don't think so. Uh, because while it is a common phrase, it's not what I do. Be quite candid with you. And uh, again, I'm not going to get on some religious soapbox, but I am a person who tithes first. So I don't pay myself first. I give first. Uh, so, again, it's a quip. It's an easy thing to remember when you tell people, hey, pay yourself first, meaning set it up so that you're saving. The concept is very simple. The concept is build in your budget the ability for you to save off the top immediately. Dave Ramsey likes to say that everything in your uh, income should be spent 
uh, meaning it should be allocated somewhere so that you don't have excess. If you have excess, you'll just blow it. So his comment is that you can add in your budget an expense to be paying yourself. People then extrapolate that out and say you should be paying yourself first. I pay myself second. So the first thing that I do is tithe, as I mentioned. I just give 10% off the top, whatever we get in. The second thing we do is save. So, yes, we have some automatic savings set up, whether that's 401k contributions. We also have savings towards long-term investments for both our children and retirement outside of retirement accounts. However, prior to doing that, that, quote, pay yourself first for us was paying down debt. So... The first thing was tithe. The second thing was retirement accounts. The third thing was paying off debt. So again, it's it's a good concept. I mean, I like it. It makes sense. And then you're building in to your budget an expense to be saving. I think that's a must. I think that's a, a, a no-brainer. And that's saving for retirement, saving for a new car, a new house, uh, Christmas, whatever it is that you need to accrue money for. But again, you won't hear it out of my mouth because I don't pay myself first simple as that pay yourself second i pay myself second maybe we should brand that that's kind of a unique little way to subtle way to say hey we tithe without being like all religious and weird you're number two you're lucky to be number two i love my, my i'm gonna get on this now let me get on the soapbox real quick Here we go. i love yeah, when my pastor said one time a couple of years ago he was like talking about you know people talking about god or talking about faith and he was just like i don't know any other way to say it just don't be weird <laughs> So we Fair. we say that in our family. Don't be weird. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. So that'd be a non-weird way to say it. Pay sure. myself second. Go ahead. What do you got? I mean, you pretty much described most of it. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, in some way, shape, or form making sure that some of the f- money that you get in your pocket stays in your pocket as opposed to flowing out to uh, businesses and, and other places, uh, buying stuff or uh, supporting your standard of living. Uh, as well. So it's not all bad stuff that your money flows to. Sometimes it's actually necessary stuff. And for some people, a lot of their budget goes to necessary stuff, like putting a roof over their head, groceries, kids stuff, all of that. Uh, But pay yourself first is just a a simple way to say some of that should be going to you, your future, your long-term goals, etc. And Alejandro, you said, um, you know, paying off debt. And that is, in fact, a, a way to pay yourself because that's helping your bottom line. So your financial net worth is uh, all of your assets, uh, your savings, your uh, car, house, etc., minus any of the things you owe, your debt. Uh, so that could be your mortgage, student loans, credit cards, etc. Uh, if you take those assets, you minus out what you owe, uh, you get the net of that or the net worth, the total what your balance sheet looks like. So while putting money into savings uh, increases that net worth, so does paying off debt. And so that is a way to pay yourself first. Now, we it's important to see that you kind of have a little bit of a cash buffer before you start getting aggressive paying off debt. And that's why we talk about, you know, having $1,000 of fast cash and then, you know, at some point building up an emergency fund. But every dollar that you put into that debt is paying yourself first. And so I think it's important to remember that because sometimes uh, we talk to a lot of people, especially, you know, when they're really trying to get aggressive paying off high interest debt, things like that. And uh, you get really concerned about not saving uh, now, we we have talked about a couple times, numerous times, really. Make sure you get your employer match, your 401k. That's free money. It's 100% return, uh, much better than even your high-interest credit card debt. But beyond that, paying down that high-interest stuff is 
one of the best ways to save in the long run, so long as you're not reaccruing that debt. The reason for that is, is you're going to get a much better return by paying off that debt, not paying that high interest on it anymore than you will even putting it in savings account or even the stock market. At times. At times. I was, yeah. I was going to say, there, yeah, there are certain instances that uh, you know things do exceptionally well. Yep. But when you have debt, the interest rate on your debt is a guaranteed payment that you're going to have to make. If you have $100 in debt on a credit card and it's a 25% interest rate, if that $100 balance stayed on the credit card for a year, you would pay $25. They would either add $25 to it or you'd pay off $25 and there would still be $100 left on the credit card. It would not have moved the what's called the principal balance or just the balance. Uh, so by paying off debt, you get a very guaranteed return. Yes, investing in the stock market or other assets uh, or speculative things, uh, as we've talked about on the show, can do exceptionally well. Uh, they are not guaranteed. Paying off your debt is a good way to kind of have a sort of guaranteed return on that and to not over leverage your entire life. Yep. And I'll add uh, one other thing in there for those of you that feel then you can extrapolate it out and say, well, then based on the return or the uh, interest rate I'm paying, then I should be investing money if my interest rate is, let's say, five and I can get eight in the stock market. And I will tell you that I can't quantify the number, but I'm going to say that it's probably it needs to be double the amount of what you can earn in the market uh, for you to even consider that. So, for example, what I mean by that is if you're paying five, you need to make sure you can guarantee yourself 10 in the market. And yes, longer term, the S&P has has been able to do that. uh, But ultimately, that number might even be too low. Why do I say that? Where am I going with this? I'm saying that because in the midst of chaos and panic and the decline in the stock market, you're still going to have that guaranteed payment that you have to make. And what happens is... In the midst of that, and I've gone through so many corrections, so many crashes, so many recessions. I mean, over 20-some years, there's been a lot of them, believe it or not. And yet the market keeps rising. But in the midst of that, in the midst of those chaos and craziness and maybe job loss and you you know now you need that money and you still have that debt and all the rest of this, you can easily make very poor decisions. The flip side is when you have no debt— and you are invested, you believe it or not, become more opportunistic than you do become emotional and make problematic decisions. So whereas a market decline, if you have no debt, you might be thinking, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I get to buy this company for this price and this company for that price. That's how wealth is created. That's how returns are are improved. But if you have debt, if you have fixed payments and the market starts to decline, you are much more likely to make irrational and emotional decisions. There's no number that can be quantified for that, meaning there's no number to say, oh, well, then if I get this, I should have that, you know, that kind of thing. There just isn't. But I think it's different for every person. But it's dangerous when you have a lot of debt and you're investing the difference or investing against the debt. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Barring maybe a mortgage. Well, for, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, for again, a lot of sort of common American folks. Yeah, and you have an asset that at least hopefully is going to hold value, maybe mm-hmm. appreciate. That's fine. But a car's not going to do that. Credit no. card's not doing that. The stuff you bought on the credit card's not doing that. Student loan's not doing that. So, again, I think they're, you're right that the one asset that I think you could consider investing while still holding the debt would be a mortgage. No question about it. Assuming it's a good mortgage, you know, not an adjustable sure. rate balloon note, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Alejandra, but the root of your question, why have you not heard that? It's just a principal difference in, in what we do. It typically, again, we don't come out every day and go, oh, you know, give 10 and 
live, you know, save 10. And we don't, that's not our motto here. I mean, it's the way we live, but it's not what we trumpet. But that's also why you've not heard us say, pay yourself first, pay yourself first. It'd be easy to say, it's just not what we do. So hopefully that's helpful. Philosophy is kind of more along the lines of pay your goals rather than somebody else's. That's why they pay us the big bucks. Bingo. So if your goal is giving, then give first. Yep. If your goal is creating wealth, make sure you're doing that, uh, et cetera. Uh, but if you are just blanketly spending money or if money's flying out of your hands into somebody else's, you're in effect paying for somebody else's goals to be achieved. Yep. But if we just said that, we wouldn't have very good podcasts. No, it was kind of a very confusing thing. So we're just going to strike that. And we're no, no, no. It's good. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. hey, pay your goals first. See you. Have a good week. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. That's really the key. Invest the rest. Give, pay yourself, invest in the market, whatever, and do it for a very, very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.